0: Welcome. Um, my name is Ty and I'm here in the studio with Marco and uh, Johannes. And uh, Marco, we are here to talk about your book, uh, Let Me Blossom, is the direct translation from Danish to English. What do you call it in English?
1: It's. I think it has been going under name Let Me Bloom. Let, yeah. Let Me Bloom, yeah. Yes. And it's not... Like straight translation from the Finnish version, it was all the pretty flower, all the pretty flowers, ah. was the Finnish, yes. Finnish name. But I love the translation. I think it's perfect for it. Yes, and
0: the, the clever listeners can now guess that you're from Finland. I hope
1: so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mentioned it few times, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Johannes, you've been narrating the story in Danish. Yes. And. Um, Uh, Yeah, it's uh, new and on Mofibo right now. Um, How does it feel to
1: be translated? Uh, It's really weird. It's my first time in Denmark. I came yesterday and I think it kind of just hit me yesterday, even though I knew it happened. (laughs) But like when I met people and... I don't know. It's really, uh, it's it's a weird feeling. I'm yeah. I'm really happy and and so happy that Johannes uh, read it. I I I got the the audio book yesterday, and I was at my hotel room. I'm like this is so weird because I don't speak any Danish, but because I have written it, you know how to follow and you un- understand it. And it's it's kind of out of body experience because it's on on you. And I read it. Myself. And and then there were surprises also because, in the end, there's this song in the original ver- version, but how you just, it was a, like a poem suddenly in the end, even though in the original version is a song. So, mixed feelings. I'm really happy and pleased and mainly starstruck <laughs> of Johannes and overwhelmed and happy. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you. I really
2: enjoyed your book. A lot. I read it twice and it moved me a lot. So so I'm the starstruck one, (laughs) I would say.
1: Yeah, but it's weird because it is so personal and you read it and you read it, it feels like you know a lot of stuff about me, even though you don't know which parts are from where and are they true, but it's also... It's really weird. It's surreal, you know.
0: Yes, definitely. <laughs> of course, uh, I can understand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, We we just met, and I feel I know yeah. a lot about you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. But again, after listening to the book, there's also a lot I don't know about you because this book is very open and honest, but it's not. Uh, uh, the characters in the book are not carrying their feelings on the outside. Mm. Uh, uh, so in this book that's much about relations and coming out and living your life and learning to live your life the way you want to, you talk very little about feelings. Is that on purpose?
1: Uh, for me, yes, because like going back and whole process, how I feel about uh, childhood is that you don't really know anything else. You have the family that you are, and you start to learn, reflect your feelings, and you don't really know what's going on. So it was a decision also, because the themes I consider, they are quite heavy and rough. There's much going on. And I wanted to be quite tight and also give to the reader the opportunity to go through it, and I, I i find it quite visual book but still not like it's not wanking on drama or anything so it, it kind of the bits and pieces came together within the last last half year of 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 the writing process yes because i mean our main character
0: and i really like the main character uh, he never gets really angry until in the end. I mean, so much stuff is happening to him, and he's not angry before the scene where uh, uh, he comes out, and uh, uh, that's his reaction. But never anger. Is is that a defense mechanism, or or or,
1: or why why is he he never Upset. Well, for me, uh, it's, it's based on my life. And I find for, for my childhood, it was a lot of like pleasing people when you're constantly worrying about adults around you that are they okay. Then you start to maybe please and it's better to be like shut down. Because also like when you start to open up, it gets, it gets more messier. Yeah, so you're kind of looking out like if something is happening and you're constantly aware of things but you want to be a little bit on the background. Yeah, yeah. a little bit invisible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and also every time when you kind of like the main character does some improvement like doing something it's usually a disappointment uh, if not for him to the father for example. Yes, yeah. yes. Or, or the friends or whatever surroundings. Yes. Yeah. And and you also get the
0: impression that he learned the hard way that you should not uh, uh, stick your nose. Uh, yes. uh, uh Sits in the back of the class and.
1: Yeah. Stuff like that. And I don't know like how it was with your childhood or or in in your culture here, but I was like really my upbringing was so that if somebody hits you, you don't hit back or you kind of just leave it behind and you don't talk about it because it's easier to be quiet. And that's something that I consider like really wrong yes. way of like processing things because I think you should definitely go through them because they will come back. And for me at, at least, or, or the main character, they really are still following. Like at certain point you can push them away, but then they come back.
0: Yes. and And I mean, a lot of, other children in, in these situation, they kind of have a safe space somewhere. An adult they trust or a family member, even though they perhaps have a complicated uh, relationship with their parents. Uh, uh, they have s- but some safe place. And it doesn't seem that this boy, at least until after he's 13, 15, uh, mm. has
1: any safe spaces at all. Is that true? For me, I consider that my kind of turning point was when I wasn't anymore with my biological fathers, and that goes with the, with the main character also, that you lose something, you get some, but the price is, is really huge in this story, of yes. course. Yeah. Did I answer... Yes, I think so. I talked something.
0: <laughs> um, your writing process, uh, I have read it, took a long time. Mm. Um, did you start at the beginning or did you, how, how did you write it?
1: Uh, I started it probably 2010 when I just, and I, I've always liked writing and I didn't really know what I was writing, but I Wanted to tell my story and I, I felt need for it and and it started quite massive. There it was like really, like big. There were much more characters and it was really different setup, and and then I f- didn't do it anymore and it was in like wait, waiting list and I forget about it, and then it came back again and I had a like big time with it just before I'm now thirty seven. I was twenty nine. I was like really on it for one year, and then I sent the script for one publishing ag- agency and it came back and I was like, obviously it sucks, so I need to forget it again. <laughs> but I saved it luckily. and I'm really lucky for like happy for that uh, because when I was kid, I had this uh, I, I usually like, for example, paid a lot of attention for a drawing and then when it was ready, I just like ripped it because I didn't like it and the I just wanted to be perfect or well something like that but then um later on this this was actually 2020 2019 i started to look the old text again and i'm like i really actually think there's good stories here that maybe we should try some music and then i catch up with my friend who's a composer and sent the text and material i made songs there were eight songs and then he composed music and, and then we had a concert and it went really well. And it was really emotional also, kind of. Uh, I never had such an emotional performance because it's so, um, yeah, it's so close. Because yes. it's 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 from you and, and, and your life and and your story. And then Essie, who's working in Storytell, Finland wasn't working there at the time, but she saw the concert and she really liked the story and got the job interview for Storytel and then behind my back we know Essie long time and kind of pitched it like I have good story for you <laughs> and I didn't know about this. and then Essie brought it like again back in my life and then I just organized all the old material and sent it to Storytel and they liked it and then I started to work on it and it was One and a half year about like tight working with the old stuff and with the songs and so I I really kind of see that it was really it needed to come and now it's here but I never knew like it's weird and I'm always saying to everybody like you should never throw anything all the way you could always you need to save everything because you never know how you feel about your writing or material later later on but it was a long. Long period. And also, I really love the fact that I sent it once and it came back and I thought it was shitty, but it, now it's here in Denmark. And yes, I think it's maybe not that shitty anymore. It is definitely, <laughs> it's not the shittiest, at least. <laughs> no, there's it's always definitely something shittier. Yeah, not <laughs> shitty at all.
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, it's labeled as, it's labeled as a, uh, uh, uh autofiction and uh, when you look autofiction up it says that it's a mixture between fiction and uh, biography self-biography so um, you have the privilege of writing about your own life and then making stuff up if you want to Uh, how is that I mean did you make yourself cooler Definitely not.
1: <laughs> I wasn't a cool child. I n- no. No, I th- first it was hard because I I stayed in facts like the first period when I started like it, it was on facts on facts. but then the relief when you can like, oh, I can just get rid of this person and put this together and forget this timeline and like mash it up. Yeah, it felt super relieving because you are still editing your own life. Like, even though it is a sad story, truth is always more hurtful. In a way, I consider that you are packing your trauma and making it like maybe something sweeter, even though it's quite bitter still. Yeah. And then it's done, and you don't need to work on it anymore. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's lovely to <laughs> mesh up with facts and non-facts. And, and also... It's interesting that we are so much talking about auto fiction and I think it's people are like picking it up again, another autofiction. But I, I consider a lot of literature to be autofictional and, and personal. Definitely, Any definitely. art that artist is giving, it is always personal or there's something. Yes. So that's not a new thing really, but I think we're talking more about it these days. Because yes. it is always interesting for people uh, that what is and what is not Within the,
0: the last few years, there has been a lot of uh, very well-received autofiction mm. and a lot of very well-received autofiction about coming out in Denmark. We have Thomas Korsko, who did a, a trilogy about coming out. Uh, not exactly the same background as yours but but close to and then uh, there was shoggy bane uh that that won the, the the booker prize a few years ago that's maybe even tougher than 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 your childhood but 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 very emotional compared to to your way of of writing so i find personally i enjoy the genre a lot and uh, uh um if it's possible, I listen to the the narrator, uh, uh, but I'm not able to understand Finnish. So, Johannes, <laughs> I'm so glad you did such a good job here. And how was it to get close to a very personal uh, uh, story? Well, it was
2: very easy for me to get close to this story uh, because. Um, yeah, there were actually scenes in this book that I have almost written myself. Whoa. Um, and there were a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of uh, scenes or texts that are very close to my childhood uh, that describes um, scenarios that I understand very well. And um, so that was very easy for me and I love the language and uh, yeah. Yeah. Scenarios like, for example, uh, going to gym class and being a gay child, having to take off your clothes and go into the showers. And the way you described that was how I have described it. It's, It's a very brutal thing for a gay boy to do that, I think because yeah it's
0: just very complex definitely definitely uh, uh, um, and children can be horrible in 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 teasing and uh, the the social structures that are among children exactly uh, and I think you capture those uh, very well in the book and I don't think we should Use a lot of time of, of discussing what's real and what's <laughs> not real, but but I love the coming out scene. Uh, may I ask how close it is that to your real coming out?
1: Uh, this moment on the sports field is is a real moment and f- like frustration for me, uh, because at certain point when you are called by names and all the slurs and you're really young and you kind of start to like like well it is a fact then yes and i got really annoyed and i had a horrible gym teacher who hated me and i hated him like it it is fact but before that there was this moment that i was in arts class and then i just said to my class that so like I'm gay and I'm I remember I said like I'm gonna be gay <laughs> as I wasn't gay already uh, but that was like I'm going to be gay when I'm I grow going up. to have a lot yes. of sex with yes. a lot of men. <laughs> yes.
0: Just so you know. I'm gonna fuck around.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you should know better.
0: Yeah. yeah. I don't think I know what gay was when I was 12. I mean, I lived in the country. Yeah. And and I was when I found out when I was 15, I was Terribly surprised. I had yeah. no idea. All of a sudden, I don't know, puberty hit me, and I was like, "Why don't I like girls?" And and so so. And I mean, I'm I'm probably the most boring gayest of all. I played <laughs> I played football. Uh, uh, I didn't have any problems in gym class because I didn't think that my classmates were interesting later found out why because they should probably have been a bit older before I would find them interesting <laughs> but uh, um, if someone in my class when I was 12 had said I'm going to be gay I'm not sure I would have even related to that back then so it for me it's very interesting that you knew it at such a young
1: age yeah the parent I was living like the one who died, uh, was worried about it. And I heard these conversations to my room when I was maybe nine or eight that the worry in the phone that I think my son might be gay and that kind of stuck on me, the worry, and because I always wanted to dance and the, the, all, all the signs were there. Yeah. And I didn't know who he was talking with at that time but it was already at me then I was like really like in the book it's Arnold Schwarzenegger and Take That and like they were like my safe haven all the boy bands and all the images and MTV was like my rock and it kind of gave me strength strength in a way because they were doing the thing even though it was like over sexualized and <laughs> really like visually wild Stuff I, I like considers like I want to be that. Everybody else is saying that they're really fucking gay, Then <laughs> I was like, I must be really fucking gay then because that's really yeah uh, pulling me. And I I don't know really. But at certain point, there are these there are these points in life if somebody says that you are something, you make these turning points like is it true or is it false? Yes. And I considered it as a tr- as a truth. Yes. But when I mentioned this in the, uh, at the art class and and. And I was at uh, already with my bonus parents. And one of the teachers called that, I'm really worried about your son. And she was like, why are you worried? And like, well, she's, he's telling everybody that he's gay. Well, yeah, what's the problem? Yeah. I think it's fucking great. <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah. So let it be. And I think that's also really cool. It was the 90s. Yes. But and all, like, there's many things which I think... I really find interesting that she was also so brave to conf- confront this teacher and say that I think it's great, and I think there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, that's. that's but that's not how it works, and I think that we still struggle with queer kids, like it, that there isn't queer kids. Of course there is. Of course, yeah. There but is. the discussion is still struggling, like yes. that we're trying to destroy the children. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, it's I not um. Like that. Hi dear children now.
0: Yeah. Yes, but but uh, um I think that today there is a lot of very positive and good role model for a 12, 13, 14 year old kid looking out and saying, well, maybe I'm not just like the others. Then they will have some some role models they can look up to and you had Howard from take that yeah. and Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's yeah. not, Weird. I mean, <laughs>
1: that not traditional. Also, Rich, Rich Forrester was also top of my list. Yeah, yeah. so
0: so the, the, the fairy godmother that everyone talks about, that was Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah.
1: I love it. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. He would probably love it as well. Yeah. He has grown quite liberal yeah. in his, his old days.
1: Maybe I should send a fan letter I, think I you should. I sent one to Howard, didn't answer. Take that was coming to Finland this summer and they canceled the show. But I was in New York on May and this is so random and I have it on tape if you want to see it after this recording. Uh, Howard Donald and Gary Barlow walked <laughs> on the street like they passed me by and I've never been so starstruck. But I, I was like... I can't stop them. They're probably going to work. It's annoying to stop celebrities on the on the street. Like, and then I was so stupid that I filmed them behind, <laughs> and that was super annoying. I remember people looking like that's that's wrong. You're sad. I was like shaking. I'm 37 years old, and my uncle said to me like, "You're just filming like these old daddies walking on the street from behind. That's sad, Marco. <laughs> like I think this is fucking great, but I thought like." You I will. can't stop them because I will see them live in Finland, and then they cancelled. Yeah. But I'm happy that I had this it's experience. It's always
0: very dangerous to meet your
1: idols. Exactly. Mm. But I sent message to take that account and for Harvard nobody answered. No. <laughs> yeah, it was like I'm really sorry that you didn't come to Finland. <laughs> yeah. But maybe I try Arnold next. Yes. He seems to be more <laughs> cool these days anyway. Yes. I don't know. Yes. <laughs>
0: Um in the book you have the best friend uh, and almost the only friend in the book and it's a it's a peculiar relationship because i mean you are competition even though he wins all the time and the one time you start winning he's not handling it very good and you keep on being friends Uh, uh, um, do you have uh, if he exists do you have any contact Uh, I think
1: I think he might exist (laughs) 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 and no no, we don't we don't have contact the person this is based it's also a mix and mix of fantasy there were no kissing that That's the fantasy. Like, that's the thing what I'm missing the most from my childhood is the school discos and when everybody are doing the slow dance and I wanted to do it with a guy and I couldn't. But then there was this like boys and girls doing it together even though it was like really shy and weird just like hugging and clumsy, clumsy dance. Mm -hmm. But I was like really waiting for that to happen and I wrote my first play and there's also this fantasy scene that you have this disco as a young person that I didn't, I don't know, did you experience it when you were at school or no. did you have same feelings but that was something that I was really angry uh, just around my 30s that like well, I didn't have this experience that that's so that's sad that I couldn't experience it like yeah. the first crushes in front of everybody that's I, what I'm missing like yes. from my life <laughs> to be seen i I can relate completely to that i always thought i was always
0: confused why why my friends who were cool and nice they were so weird when when the girls came around and i never found out why and i i thought (laughs) i was brave because i dared dance with all the girls because it didn't matter to me so i could just relax but but uh, um Perhaps I feel I missed out a bit that I didn't have a crush on a on a classmate, but I never did no so um and I like to dance, and um
1: I was not very good at it no, no talent wasted there, <laughs> <laughs> but also answer to that question did I say that we're not attached anymore if he might exist? okay, the best friend, yeah. yes, but I might tell. <laughs> A thing that when I like switched the schools, uh, I got a phone call just before Christmas semester, and my old best friend calls me just to ask how was my grades? Like, how were they? And I remember that it got me really annoyed because that was the first time I heard of my old friend in many, many years. And then I said that probably worse than yours. Did you have anything else? And no, not really. And then I said like maybe maybe we're done. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but th- the competition thing I find also hard in childhood and it goes to the gym classes also that you put the children in the line and you start to like check who's good in what and who's better and start to give grades and because we're not necessarily at our best when we're kids some some are some are blossoming later and you know how it goes. Yes. But also as for this main character and my own childhood, you kind of get that what you, the only thing that you can get. And I was so lucky to have even that one friend. Then you don't care anymore. Like, even though it's really toxic, the relationship, yes. you still want to keep that person close because you don't have you anybody. Don't, no, yeah. no, because I mean, yeah.
0: The impression you get of the relationship between you and your parents, is that, of course, you love them in in many ways, but, but you don't have, or the, the, the character in the book, uh, uh, he doesn't have that many expectations. And uh, uh, I think that, I mean, when you had this good friend who came and t- told you, Look how smart I am. I'm wearing the same as Princess Diana's kids. And uh, look how fast, and I can do taekwondo in two days. And uh, you got beat by a five year old, by the way.
1: <laughs> it's a true story. It's a true story. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I still have the medal, <laughs>
0: the bronze medal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but, but, uh, um, so, so, I mean, you, you, came in his house and saw their home and still went back without having any expectations of your parents or the character. You don't see them in the book, any expectation. He hopes to get a Nintendo and live in the hope for eight times until his sister is kind enough to tell him that it's not going to happen. <laughs> so, uh, uh, um, but but it's it's like he... He never feels disappointed, even though the world is not fair to him. Yeah. Is that a positive uh, uh, thing you keep in your stomach? Or, Or how can the main character keep on bopping back, even though the world never gives him a chance?
1: I don't know. It goes with the same theme with the main character and my own life, that you have that life that you are given and you don't it goes again with that that you don't know about anything else and no. you kind of you ex- accept the role that you are given and yes. i'm i'm playing this part and this is my part and it's not fine it doesn't feel good but because i don't know about anything else i yes. can reflect it through my talented friend like my life could be like that but that isn't it's not my life and, and you don't have the experience you have only your and, own yes and, and own
0: world but but then it seems that the moment you get the chance you take it mm. the moment you you I mean as we talked about earlier I think that the character called X in the book is the most uh sympathetic and I, I really really like her and uh uh and she's the one who who gives you the chance, and then it seems y- you are so ready to take the chance when it when it's there. And I find that very brave. How did you dare?
1: Well, that's there's also like this fantasy mashup. But for for my stepmom, like I give all the credit to her about everything. <laughs> Because it's so important for a child to be seen. And she seems to yeah, see you yeah. very clear. And it doesn't matter, like you can have shitloads of shitty adults in your childhood, but I think that only one can save you. Like that's enough. Yes. Yeah. And now I'm crying. <laughs> yeah, but it's fine. Ooh. Yeah. Sorry.
0: No Oops. worries. Yeah. So,
1: but really okay. I think it's really important too. Give credit to that sort of adults, yes, because they're children
0: <laughs> yes, yes uh uh and I mean, I know this is talking for myself but but when <laughs> when you are an adult it you you find out that you're not as smart as you thought they were when you were a kid, yeah. so uh, <laughs> yeah. they're just as insecure as yeah, yeah. everyone else exactly. Yeah, yeah. I have two kids and
2: uh, it's uh, interesting to to go from like when they were very young and you decided that you wanted to be the best parent in the world and you wanted to <laughs> protect them and tell them that they could, could tell you anything and then to find the limitations when they. my oldest son is 17 and my youngest is 15. So, of course, they have their own lives and they don't tell me anything and it's it's almost like that's just the way of life that you they need to move away from you yes Um, but 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 of course it's it's better that my kids have parents that say we i see you i love you and it's okay whatever happens but um but still they it doesn't go the way you expect it to go or you plan it to go when you have kids no and
0: and it must be tough that the persons I think you probably love more than anyone else in the world, they are using their life to separate from you. Because it's very they, tough. Yes. They need to Extremely have their own li-
2: lives. Yes, it's it's like the worst feeling ever and you couldn't prepare for it because you, did, you had no clue how that felt. Like when they just start, um, I sometimes compare it to, like when you, when you're really in love with someone that's not in love with you so i go into my son's room and i s- s- try to seem casual and say <laughs> so do you want would you like to eat dinner to no okay okay and then you leave and your heart is broken <laughs> but of Aww. course yeah yes yes it's sort of the how it is to be a parent i think Yes. I, I hear that they come back to you in their 20s. They return to the parents. Yes. So I, I'm looking
0: forward to yeah.
1: that. Yes, I think.
0: <laughs> I was about 30 when I came back. <laughs> when you came back to but your parents. I was yes. th- 21. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, uh, uh, and, and um, I mean, and then you develop a totally new relationship. Uh, uh, and if you're lucky, they treat you like an adult, the parents. But still, they will forever be the one saying, remember your raincoat. It's cold outside. I'm yeah. sure you not need an extra. Uh, uh. And I I mean, my sister, who's a mom with a big M, she does the same to me. And I have to tell her, please stop that. I know you're a mom, but you're not my mom. Yes. <laughs> and, and I think it's just a thing that, that parents do. And I'm a bit envious of, of having that kind of non-negotiable, love
2: yes because the yeah yeah because that's how it is and there's nothing
0: bigger than that i would say yeah you don't have children
1: no children
0: did you consider
1: i'm not having children no me neither yeah. but uh, uh, but i have lovely children in my life from friends and siblings and i think it's yes like i want to be good adults for them and i i think it's really important to be a good adult at least i try yeah yeah but i don't have i think that i i'm at the point that i can take finally care of myself and i'm really proud of that (laughs) so i want to handle that (laughs) yes and keep that for myself and be a good role model yeah definitely yes yeah and support
0: yes I mean, uh, we are in Copenhagen right now and uh, it's uh, the beginning of August and the entire Copenhagen is filled with the rainbow flags. We have the annual Pride. The Danes never want to be like everyone else, so we have ours in August where the rest of the world has it in Uh, June. And uh, I have a very complex relationship with, with the Pride thing, but every year I say to myself, if I can buy acting like a happy grown-up who likes his life is if i can make life easier for the 16 year old that wants to come out of the closet that's my obligation to do so so i take part of in it the most i can i cannot join the big parade because i feel so outside in in such a situation but beside from that Every year when it's pride, I remember, I remind myself, remember to be the good role model. And uh, um, what's your
1: relationship to pride? Well, I I had a complex with it and I didn't like pride. But when we had, I was 24 or something and then our government and and parliament didn't pass through the equal marriage uh, application. It didn't go through and it was... They informed me just during the Pride. And I was asked before th- this bad news that could I come and talk with this um, Pride even for young, young people, like teenagers. And then I was so annoyed and I never been even marching. I'd never been in the parade because I kind of was at that point of my life that I was like, I don't need to shout out. I don't need to be like gay. Like not everybody needs to know. Now I'm like, I'm gay all mm-hmm. the time and I love it. But like, I think I hear these stories a lot that it, it, it goes. We have different timings, but these news made me go to this Pride event. And when I saw these queer kids, uh, that was, that I it was impossible to hold the tears, but somehow back in the days, I could do that, not anymore. <laughs> See these queer kids crying and telling their stories and how miserable they were about these news. I was just basically angry, but they were like, and they were 13, 14, 15, 16 years old people, queer kids, and, and they were they were losing it. And that was my turning point, that exactly, like, I need to be there as a role model. Yeah. And say to them that it's going to be okay even though it's really shitty sometimes, but we can fix this and we need to talk and And that was my first march in Helsinki and I, I don't remember which year it was, but it was also the biggest march we had that year. Yeah. And I went with my friend and her kid and it was amazing and ever since if I've been in Helsinki I've been going there and I was hosting the opening event this year in Helsinki And Absolutely. I, I find it really important, especially these days when the pressure is on a global level. Like Yeah, yeah. You everywhere. also had a new government in Finland. It's horrible. We have openly racist, openly homophobic people sitting there and making decisions, and everybody knows it now. Yes. It has been a big fuss. And yes,
0: it's even reached Denmark. I read about it in the paper. It's papers. reached
1: everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and I hope that I'm actually going to march against this government when I go back home yeah. twice. I love that we are really active now in Helsinki, but I think we need to be louder than ever everywhere. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What's your relationship to the Pride to pride? Well,
2: also mixed. Um, when I was younger, I really loved the parade uh, that you don't love so much. No. <laughs> I really loved... Uh, watching it and I loved walking in it I've loved that very big celebration and um, all these uh, freaks I really yes. I really enjoy watching uh, freaks in the streets because I see myself as a freak actually um, uh, maybe not the way I look but I'm very... Mm, yeah, I'm very sort of drawn towards people that live different ways and dress differently and um, have the guts to really do something different because they want to in their lives and show it because that takes a lot of guts to yes, do that. Yes, Um So I applaud
0: that very much. Yes, Um and uh, yeah, and in, in, in Denmark, we also have a long tradition for gay activism. Uh, there's this group called the Gay Liberation Front that started in the early 70s where they did uh, dancing demonstrations because back then there was a law in Denmark that forbid two men from dancing with each other. Two women could dance, a man and a woman could dance, but two men, it was against the law that they danced. So these uh, uh, people in the early 70s, they went... Uh, at the the uh, uh, town hall, the the square in front of that, and danced, and uh, with with each other, and uh, the police didn't stop them, and they kept on doing it, and and that was the the initial stages of this gay liberation front being being founded, and. Uh, 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 they are, they are still uh, members of it today, but, but the founding members are there as well, and uh, uh, they use this opportunity every year to, to, to talk about this and to, to like be a, a facilitator of the gay history. And I find that very interesting and important as well, because they were most definitely seen as freaks back then. And uh, uh, even though when you're young, you always forget it, but, but you recognize it. The older you get that we are standing on the shoulders of courageous people who, who dare do something. And uh, uh, of course, there was people before these, uh, uh, but, but even today, there is an activist gay environment in Denmark. Both political activist, but also of course uh, uh, sexual activist, and and uh, um, and I find that very interesting as well. I mean, uh, 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 people who who dare to live the way they want. Yes. We have another half an hour if you want to. Otherwise, uh, I can try to make a tale of some I mean uh, 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 a natural ending but um, I'm fine I'm, I'm fine, fine. As whatever well, you would uh, I'm yes um, uh, uh, um, I think that the discussion about the pride was quite interesting uh, um,
1: would it be I mean then it's not that much about your book but I think this is interesting to talk about experiences. Yes. I, I don't know. I yes. think it goes also around the book. Yes, yes, definitely.
0: I, because the book is about, yeah. because I mean, you were also kind of a freak. Definitely. <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> but, but no one ever applauded, is my, not before you got older.
1: Yeah, yeah, that that's that's true.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, I I mean I dreamed about being creative when I was a child, really a lot, and uh, I was not good at dancing, and I went to music school for ten years, and I never practiced enough, so I was never good at playing an instrument, and I was left-handed, so I couldn't paint, and uh, uh, so for me then that, that left okay, I have to focus on books, and I actually. Came out through books because I found in my local library in the section of uh, love books they had a small small section in the bottom called gay and lesbian love books and I just started from an end looking for my my role models back then and and I got to know myself as a gay man through books it seems to me you did that through dancing
1: yeah uh I loved books when I was a kid and that also I'm really happy for my parents that took me to the library and, but I was really missing the gay books, obviously. I didn't, I didn't know how to search them, but probably gayest book, which I uh, read was Interview with the Vampire, my sister had it from the library and I, I, it, I was ten or eleven, and I loved it. And even it's, though it's, it's it's not a lot of sex, but it's steamy and it's really gay. It's really <laughs> really I, gay. And then I remember when the movie came, and I was still super young, <laughs> and I'd be laughing this with my sister because we were both a little too young for that book, and we read all the the three of them, and then we saw the trailer into him like it's that movie it's the same as the book (laughs) can't wait for it and our father was like what the fuck (laughs) what have you been reading (laughs) but for dancing was like just I don't know it, it was something that I could express myself I was really shy to speak I was really shy and then I got the permission again to be seen and and I remember the liberation, the going to the stage first time to perform and I sucked, obviously. Like I wasn't good, I wasn't talented. It, I was a mess, but I just wanted it so much. And, and that was also this boy band fantasy or something because they were moving. So it was so, I don't know, such a physical, vital experience to be quiet and just move and it went really far like that's my upbringing and yeah and my whole base and training before acting and singing and writing but, but it, i find the dance community and especially like there's so supportive and important for different kind of people but it also depends which kind of scene you are i don't see that liberation in ballet anymore at, at all no it's not the place for it but I love to go all the vogue balls and that scene in Finland is doing really well right now and just go there and watch these young queer yeah. dancers go crazy it's so liberating and important and feels safe. Yes. Even though I'm not dancing anymore but yeah, it 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 makes me happy. Yeah. I'm proud. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Did yes. you
0: have any uh, creative way of of meeting your gay self? Oh, I, um, I thought about it before when you talked
2: about um, when you knew you were gay. And I grew up in on the west coast of Denmark in a very strict uh, Christian community by the ocean on a farm. And I've always known that I'm gay. And I wonder, I don't know why... But I've always had a very strong uh, sexuality towards m- men, my father um, and um, always hidden it very very much that has has been sort of that was the agenda through my uh, teens yes. was to hide it and I I knew that I could never tell anyone. Um, but, uh, of course, I secretly loved uh, uh, all this the pop culture, Madonna, um, dynasty, <laughs> all these uh, uh, very, yeah, glamorous. And, yes. Um, yeah. But and, for I, some really reason, saying- Madonna was really actually uh, an icon for me growing up and yeah. just someone that saved, not saved my life, but really inspired me and made me think that there was a way for me in life.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes, uh, for me it was Christian Kampmann, I think, when I read his books and, you know, did the whole thing with borrowing ten books at the library and one of them had a gay (laughs) subject and you just hoped that the librarian wouldn't say anything while she checked them out and the nine of them you could return immediately if you wanted to because it, this was the book you wanted to read uh, uh, um, um so uh, uh it was when i was older i i saw all these gay icons in the the culture madonna and and stuff but but for some reason uh, uh they they never appealed to me as as a kid but uh, and i can be a bit envious of of that sometimes because uh, it seems so much fun to, but
2: uh, yeah, yeah, because it was allowed to look at Madonna, and it was allowed to look at her beautiful male dancers, and there was a lot of things that were was allowed. But I think yeah. you were very courageous to, uh, to read Christian Kampmann. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you wanted to hide it, because uh, yes, but 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 yeah, to find I've sort of found these sort of um, ways to look at something without it being suspicious. Yes. If that makes... Maybe
0: it was super suspicious to look at Madonna, I don't know. But, uh. No, but but I mean, uh, uh, yeah. Sometimes I've been thinking that, oh, if that just was someone who was nice enough to, to to prick me on the shoulder, was I was 14 and say to you, we need to have a talk. Now, yeah. let me yeah. tell. Because... <clears throat> And, and and that's why it's so important for me to to be a, a, a role model show that there are so many different ways of being gay so you can find one that suits you mm. uh, 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 and I think we represent it very well here uh, we have a, a great deal in common even though we have three very different way of of uh, uh, moving into the the gay culture yeah. Uh, uh so um yes um and with that said do you have anything you you would like to to say before we we call it a shot
1: I'm really happy to meet you this was lovely and and thank you for this moment uh, thank you I'm I'm gonna come back to Denmark well, I love it here yeah. and I want to enjoy the whole pride next year yeah, you should for one actually.
2: Day. And thank you for your book Marco. It's really good.
1: Thank you. Thank you for reading it.
0: Yes, and thank you to both of you for for giving me such a great uh, uh experience with the book and uh, I loved it. Thank and now you. I have to listen to it again after meeting you. <laughs>
1: I love that you. you have
0: listened to it in Danish that much. Not of all
1: it. of it, but no. I will do it. I will do it. That I, I want to do be it. So weird. I, I, th- I think so it's weird. so... you well, such a you're, freak. You're, so, <laughs> you're even more freak. You Don't even start it. I'm definitely going to do it, yeah, when I get home. Cool. Yes. Yeah.
2: You have a lovely voice. Something to sleep yeah. on. <laughs> you know? The Danish language,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, well, most of our uh, fellow Nordic uh, say that Danish sounds like a throat disease, so maybe <laughs> it's not
1: so good to sleep no, on. No, true. Oh, well, I, I love it. But okay. well, maybe I'm a freak.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can we can do the the freak competition. Let's I don't do know. That. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I think we will do that when yeah. the mic is off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Probably. But thanks again for to both of you for coming. It has been such a pleasure. And uh, um, thank you to the listeners. I hope you enjoyed.